Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Our friend Jay Delsing, who hosted a little watch party for the Masters yesterday at Wild Crush, joins us. Jay, thank you very much for hosting, and what a beautiful facility, and we had a great time. How are you doing this morning? week we just we just had a little party it was great thank you for coming and uh yeah it's I, lo- I love this week of the year and first of all what do you think of brooks kepka being there at the top of the leaderboard after one round um not 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 crazy surprise guys because he won last week obviously extremely confident I, i've gone over that i don't know if you all saw the the rules uh query that they had about he and his caddy um there's no question in my mind that he they they both lied about what happened. I mean, I'm a hundred percent certain, but it happens every single day, every single tournament on the PGA Tour and at the Masters, and so I don't really know how big a deal it is. But they didn't tell the truth. That is, that's the only thing I know. Hmm. So you're saying drama at the Masters with live players involved, <clears throat> huh? Well, absolutely. I mean, his caddy definitely told. Um, Gary Woodland's caddy, what club he hit. And it happens all the time on par threes. It happens all the time. The caddies have a, a fraternity, and, and, and they help each other out that way. I, I mean, I personally don't think it makes Gary Woodland's shot any easier. So what? Who cares what club Brooks kept to hit? We can hit, you know, uh, three different clubs and make it go the same distance. So it doesn't tell him a lot. But according to the rules of golf in their and, uh, and I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of this rule, but they definitely broke the rule. Hmm. No, that's really, that is interesting. I, well, I want to follow that up with, you know, I made a prediction on take it or leave it yesterday that a live player will win the Masters. What do you think the reaction will be like if that does happen? Oh, I think it'll be a big deal for Liv. <laughs> you know, I think those guys are going to really think it's a, a big deal. Um I'm not really sure what to think, you guys, because it's not like these guys aren't good players. No one's questioning the fact that these guys could really, really play. They're just, you know, the the biggest challenge came when they, you know, a handful of them or so turned around and wanted to sue the PGA Tour because they wanted to play, you know, both tours. Just, I, I they're, they're they're all really good players. I think it's kind of jacked up the official world rankings a lot. I think it almost makes them a little bit irrelevant because we all know that Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson are well inside the top hundred, you know, golfers in in the in the world and in, in talent and, and where they rank. But you know, it's you know, it's what what I think it's neat is that it it just it just takes uh, and and might bring more people into golf, Brooks, than have been involved before, just because for whatever reason our country loves drama. Mm-hmm. Jay, you talked about Brooks's uh, caddy telling the other caddy what iron was hit with. What's the most obscure rule in golf that we may not know about that if you did know, you just would be shaking your head? Oh, God, that's a great question, Kerry, because the rules of golf are the are the most violated rules of any sport there are. <laughs> the, one, the, one that gets, the one that gets jacked up more than ever in, until they change the, the, the hazard, the lateral hazard versus the 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 – um, just regular water hazard was was where guys would drop the ball once they hit it in the water because 
people just <laughs> drop the ball wherever they want. And I think that's because most of them are pissed that they hit it in the water and they're like, we don't care about the rules anymore. I just want to drop my ball. Um, I think, I, I think um, back in 1967, St. Louis and actually uh, from, from, from Belleville, Bob Golby won the Masters carry because he finished in a tie with Roberto DiVincenzo because Roberto signed an incorrect scorecard. And you're, you might be like, well, hell, we know you have to sign your scorecard. But what Roberto did was he made a birdie on number 17, but on his scorecard signed for a four, which is a par. Oh. And according to the rules of golf, you're not disqualified, but you have to stick with that higher score. Wow. And so instead of being tied, Golby actually won the event, did nothing wrong, but received a tremendous amount of hate mail and a whole, all sorts of grief over Roberto DiVincenzo putting a wrong number in a little bitty box. And and so instead of being tied, you know, Golby wins a championship. And so it's it's really, you have to be responsible for the number that you make on each hole. That's really not that big a reach, but... I, a lot of people probably didn't know that if you actually make a lower score but put a higher score, they don't kick you out of the tournament like they do if the reverse happens. So say I made a four but put a three in, that's basically frowned upon what that is cheating and said, you're out. And Jay, why is that? When we have computerized scoreboards at every single tournament, when everybody watches every single shot on TV, when we have we, we have chips in, in hockey and football and baseball players' jerseys, Everybody knows what a score was. Why does the scorecard matter so much still in golf? I think it goes back to the, the – well, I think, Randy, you're making a great point. Nowadays, everybody knows what you made. But back in the old days, you were just walking around with maybe one or two other competitors, mm-hmm. and who the hell knows what happened? Now it's, there's a, it's, there's the tiger effect, the advanced metrics, the data – the world is watching. I don't think it matters nearly as much now, but I think it's part of that tradition. It's also kind of cool when you see a finish. So some of the events, I've only won two events, but when I won these two events, the tour sent me my scorecards. And to have the other player's signature on there and to have your signature on there, it's kind of a cool memento, but that isn't why they do it. it. It doesn't really make sense anymore today because everybody knows what you're what you've done and what's you know going to happen so they could probably get away with it but it's you know we're so slow when it comes to the tra- tradition in golf and, and and you know when we try to make a change it's man it's like moving mountains and by the way the tradition at the masters is sensational the food is so inexpensive and i'm i'm interested in your take here jay because even if an egg salad sandwich is a buck and a half, I'm not buying an egg salad sandwich. Are you buying a dollar fifty egg salad sandwich, even if it's a great one at Augusta? No, no. Thank you. The price is good. The taste is really, really marginal. And uh, but but what what else is cool though, Rand, is that they do have. So what they've done is they've frozen all of their prices at the um, at 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 their beverage stands and everything for 1972 prices. So beer costs like a dollar 20 and a, a sandwich costs a dollar 50 or, or somewhere in that ballpark. And it's, it, I've taken groups down there before guys and had 16 guests go through um, a beverage stand with beer and cheeseburgers and pulled pork sandwiches and all this stuff. And it costs like $34. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. But and then Gary, really- you go to the Super Bowl and that thing costs oh. you like, 
You got a mortgage up there. Yeah, yeah, about $250 for, for that much food. Yeah. We need to resurrect <laughs> one of those weeks for the opening drive, by the way, just so that you can take a group down there that includes us. Yes. Oh, man, you guys, pocket list. It's, it's just the coolest thing. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, next month. Mr. CEO's on the phone. How do we do this? <laughs> I'm in. We'll work on it. Yeah. Uh, so who do you have? We Have we asked you yet about who you have for your master's pick, or has that changed any since this first round? No, my sentimental pick was Rory. I really wanted Rory to win, win the career grand slam. He's just he's stepped up with all of this live business and just been such a – uh, I don't know. He, he, I, I've had a, a, an opportunity to meet him. I just really admire him. He's a young guy that's really got his head screwed on well. Um, Scotty Scheffler, I think, is going to be there at the end of the, the week, too, guys. He's His compete level has so impressed me on this most recent war, uh, run of his. You know, uh, about right about this time last year, right about the Phoenix Open time, he had never won on the PGA Tour, and now he's knocked off majors and I don't even know how many, I think six or seven wins. It's it's really been impressive. And most of his stuff for Scotty is pretty unconventional other than his putting stroke. His putting stroke is, is really, really good. But his swing is kind of unique, and he's got a lot of homemade action. But you guys, the drama and the masters, it's just, ah, I just love this week. Jay, we saw Tiger Woods again looking in pain. How much longer can he sustain this? I don't know, Gary. It breaks my heart, man. I just want the guy to. I just want him to play. I just, I just love watching him out there. I, I think, and I, I told several people this. The whole storyline this week revolves around him, because we're going to get an indication. Again, he's he's talked about his endurance being better. He's talked about feeling better. He said his game is right where it where it is. He had a conversation with Jack Nicholas, and Jack's like, "Well, just go play." And Tiger said, "I have a hard time walking." Hmm. You know, wow. and so this this gives us a, a really good glimpse into what the rest of the majors are going to look like. I, I need to look up the golf courses that we're playing to see what they're like from a terrain standpoint. Because, guys, the, uh, the Masters is the hardest place to walk, f- for sure. But I think what you're seeing more, Kerry, is Tiger's uh, – he's just rusty. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's hurting. That sucks, and your body just can only take so much. But he just he's not sharp because he doesn't play anymore. You can't just sit at home and practice, and no matter what sort of mental exercises he puts himself through, and I know he does this sort of stuff more so than any other player that plays, you need tournament reps. You know, there's nothing like – you know what it's like here. When you're out there and the whistle blows that first kickoff – the stuff that runs through your body, it's impossible to to replicate that when you practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Jay, who do you have on the show on Sunday morning for the final day of the Masters? We have, uh, oh gosh, what do we, I think we just did it, we're, we're just doing a recap. We have, Danny Mack and I have that new podcast called Beyond the Fairways, and we have Gary McCord on, so we have some excerpts from Gary McCord, Alan Shipnick, who did the book on Phil Mickelson, and... Um, We've got some stuff from Nick Ragone, who, you know, is the the chief marketing and communication officer at at Ascension and just kind of a hodgepodge of of guys making comments about the masters and golf and and what it's like. It's it's kind of fun. Awesome. We'll be tuned in. Jay, have a great masters weekend. We know how much you love it. And we will talk to you next week. 
Randy, I got to tell you, thank you guys for having me on. And the thing about your report card yesterday, I almost took the car <laughs> off the road. And, and then and then when you topped it off with, yeah, and it got it, it really held me back. It took me right to the Hall of Fame. I'm like, I hope there are no children listening out there. It's like, no children hear this. Well, I always say this, Jay. There's got to be a half of the class that makes the top half possible, and I'm part of it. <laughs> I know. I used to tell right? guys. Yeah, there are golfers out there like me that had to get beat up so you guys could win. <laughs> a little bit. Exactly. Thank you, Jay. Have a great day, guys. You too. See you later. It's our friend Jay Delson.